Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So President Trump concedes. There's going to be a smooth, orderly transition of power. We believe in the rule of law. Those who attack the Capitol will pay. He gets back onto Twitter. He will not be at the inauguration. People are what, shocked, stunned? Who didn't know this was coming? Well, he should at least go to the inauguration. That's how you show a transfer of power. The man isn't the story, the system is. How many more times must we explain this to these people? The story that matters to us is the system. We can appreciate great men, we can appreciate people of vision, we can appreciate those who fight. But nothing beats the system. Whether Donald Trump appears or doesn't appear, doesn't change anything and shouldn't. It is the same exact conversation that leads us to election challenges. The system is what matters, not the desired result of some political party. That's why when there were challenges, it was never sedition. Defined, conduct or language, inciting rebellion against the authority of a state. That's sedition. Utilizing a system written in law is not sedition. Challenging the electoral college votes of certain states. Notice not every state, not every state that went for Joe Biden was challenged. Nobody challenged California. It was a clear conversation that there were issues in these specific places. Sedition? You people don't even know the words. Which brings us to Jennifer Rubin of the Washington Post, who called for the expulsion of Republican members for challenging the Electoral College votes as sedition. You see, if you didn't go along, if you asked a question, if you saw things and decided to open your mouth about them, you should be destroyed. And that is their America. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. 833, got Tony. 833-468-8669. Their America, not ours. Jennifer Rubin isn't bright and is not an intellectual, certainly is not a Republican, and doesn't understand anything about the rule of law. Of course you can make a challenge. If the Democrats bring a bill and a Republican votes against it, is it an act of sedition because it didn't go the way you wanted to go? Let me say it again. Everyone using the term sedition is wrong when we are discussing those members of Congress, House and Senate, who wanted to challenge and did challenge the Electoral College in specific states. Speaking of, of words and words having meaning, can we please put an end to the idea that what happened at the Capitol, in which now five people are dead, you have one who was shot, you have three other people who had medical-related issues, 
I, I guess they couldn't get help fast enough. And then you had an officer who died. And there was a story there. Did they have a stroke or was it a, a proper story? We now know uh, that, yes, uh, died and was, as the reporting goes, hit with a fire hydrant in the head. I mean, that's... You, you, you don't ask me to condone any of that. I don't condone breaching the Capitol. And there are a lot of questions now about Capitol Police and what the bloody hell they were doing. We'll get to that. But there are people in media and in, and in political circles calling it a coup. C-O-U-P is how you spell coup. Like coup d'etat. A coup, a brilliant, sudden, and usually highly successful stroke or act. A coup, as we know it politically, is to overturn a, a government or uh, gain control of a government. You're telling me that's a coup? You don't know what the word is. Not you, them. This is their argument? Are these people really that dumb? No. What they believe is you are. I don't often talk about Greg Gutfeld. I don't necessarily watch The Five. It's nothing, nothing against the man whatsoever. But I thought Gutfeld yesterday hit this beautifully in a back and forth with Juan Williams. Okay. You talk about 75 million who need to be yes. heard. Yes. Why should we hear people who are being fed lies? There you go. We finally got to the point. These people are so stupid that they fell for Trump's lies. That's what I they think about that. you. You said you just, that. I, just, I said they I just were being fed lies. I, I was your editor today, Juan. No, you I just distorted it. They are no. not stupid. They are being fed lies. They're gullible. What I just said to you. They're naive. Unlike you, Juan. Hey, Juan. You see right through it. You know, hey, Juan. He hits that beautifully. They call it sedition, they call it a coup, they clutch their pearls because they are convinced that you are a know-nothing. You believe the election was stolen. How, how childish, how, what fools you are. We have to help you. And they were aided and abetted by the Mitt Romneys of the world. Stop telling me that Mitt Romney is this wonderfully decent guy. He's entitled to his opinion on whether or not he's going to challenge or not challenge electoral votes. But Mitt Romney is one of the great failures in American political history. Recent American political history. I don't know if he makes the top 10 list. He's not. He's such a failure. He doesn't even make the failure list. But bigger than that, Mitt Romney doesn't even understand he's being used. Well, Tony, you just said these people don't understand that they're being lied to. I'm willing to say to you that there are people who probably don't know they're being lied to. I think that's true all the time and everywhere. Why do you think the Nigerian scam works? Hi, I'm a Nigerian prince, and I have $7 million, and if you will allow me to move it through your account, I, I will give you 10%. All you have to do is send me $55 to make sure the account works. Whoa, let's do it. That's how Ari made all his money. He made all his money in, in, in Nigerian prince coin. It's like Bitcoin, but a little more specific. <laughs> That's right. Sure, there are people who are just fools. But there are people who looked at this election and said, mm, this is not right. Pennsylvania's not right. There is no one who has proven to me otherwise. Well, Tony, they certified the vote. Yes. And I've seen lots of ugly things happen that shouldn't have happened. I saw OJ go free. 
So let's not get ourselves in a twist. There are plenty of things that happen in this election that aren't okay. And I've said before about the fraud part of it. I can't prove it to you right now. I assume that information is going to come out one day, two and a half years from now, as an afterthought on some kind of evening news. And oh, by the way, uh, it turns out that 13,000 votes for Joe Biden in Georgia never should have been. Good night, everybody. Right? <laughs> it's going to be one of those. But the fraud conversation was always that larger umbrella. And now I'm talking about spe specificity in Pennsylvania. The idea that some counties were able to cure ballots and other counties didn't get the chance, that's, that's uh, disenfranchising the voters. That the courts changed the laws as opposed to the legislature, which is not allowed according to Clause 2, Article 2, and therefore those electors should not be allowed as is. My argument from beginning to now is a constitutional argument. And when they want to challenge the electors, I said they're following the law. Let them challenge the electors. What's the big deal? Sedition. That's how much they hate you. And, and, and it, is, it is hate. It's hate. It's disgust. It's anger. Uh, and really, it, it is also, uh, this is what you get for acting up. Now, as for what, ha what, what happened at the Capitol, it's not a coup. A coup is not a guy dressed as a Viking taking selfies on the floor of, of the house. Government's power was never in question. People who have lived through coups will tell you that if you call this a coup, you're a dope. And let me say that the majority of the CNN staff are dopes. The majority of the media intelligentsia in the town that I live and all across the nation are dopes. You can agree that it was violent. You can agree that it was disgusting. You can agree that it shouldn't have happened. You can agree that there were plenty of Trump supporters in there. We've also seen a couple others in there. Some people who are, they just love to agitate, just like they did with a lot of uh, uh, Black Lives Matter and George Floyd protests. There were people there who weren't there for the protests. They were there to destroy things. We only said so every single day. You know the beauty of being consistent? You never have to question where you are. You know how to speak about these things. You don't have to worry. It wasn't a coup. And the people saying that are trying to make you, if you supported President Trump or do support President Trump, make you look like a crazy person to diminish and attack you. They will lie. They will bastardize the language. It doesn't matter because in their eyes, you need to be helped and saved. Really, you need to be put down and told to be quiet. Not put down in the violent way. Put down, well, maybe. Put down. Rested. We have a lot to dig into. We are not about to pretend things didn't happen, but we're going to cover every bit of it. And Josh Hawley, he lost his book deal. Can he sue Simon & Schuster? That's coming up next. I'm Tony Katz. I would like to begin by addressing the heinous attack on the United States Capitol. Like all Americans, I am outraged by the violence, lawlessness, and mayhem. I immediately deployed the National Guard and federal law enforcement to secure the building and expel the intruders. America is and must always be a nation of law and order. 
The demonstrators who infiltrated the Capitol have defiled the seat of American democracy. To those who engaged in the acts of violence and destruction, you do not represent our country. And to those who broke the law, you will pay. That's just some of what President Trump had to say yesterday. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. Don't forget the podcast at rumble.com, R-U-M-B-L-E. Search for Tony Katz, boom, and there it'll be. You know, we don't do it. For some reason, we've been, uh, like, remiss in getting it up on, on the websites. We've got so many things going on, and we're finally getting some good systems together. So we got to get that up on the web- website every single day, so you only have one spot to go. I apologize for that. Producer Ari will be beaten. Josh Hawley lost his book deal. Now, this was with Simon & Schuster. They decided uh, they couldn't go forward with it after witnessing the disturbing, deadly insurrection that took place on Wednesday in Washington, D.C. Simon & Schuster has decided to cancel publication of Senator Josh Hawley's forthcoming book, The Tyranny of Big Tech. We did not come to this decision lightly. As a publisher, it will always be our mission to amplify a variety of voices and viewpoints. At the same time, we take seriously our larger public responsibility as citizens and cannot support Senator Hawley after his role in what became a dangerous threat to our democracy and freedom. Well, it seems that Simon & Schuster doesn't quite understand what happened. By the way, should we we do one more uh, bit bit of definition? Just to make sure we're all in the same game, right? People use words, they throw them around. Insurrection, an act or instance of revolting against civil authority or an established government. Okay. Maybe you can apply that. Is that the way we would describe riot? You define riot as a violent public disorder. So I would say that's probably more in in, in the place of it. Any Black Lives Matter people not getting their books published? We'll get back to that. Senator Hawley's role was one that is written down in law. And he followed it. Your move, Simon & Schuster. It is such a bad argument. It's as if every company needs to show you how woke that they are. Coca-Cola put out a statement about how horrified they were. How about all the restaurants that got destroyed that sell Coca-Cola through riots from Black Lives Matter and Antifa? Any statement? How about a couple of bucks for those businesses so they can get back on their feet and they can buy more Coke? Where is the Coca-Cola fund? Barstool Sports has got the Barstool fund. I created an entire rye whiskey sold all across the state of Indiana to help servers and bartenders and cooks, all those people in the hospitality industry, hotel workers who are out right now doing what I can. Where's Coca-Cola? Now, maybe they've done something. I don't know it. But what good are statements? We, We can't believe what we saw. What did you believe of what you saw throughout the summer? What did you believe of what you saw in Minneapolis and in Portland and Seattle? Oh, we know the answer. You weren't even paying attention. Just hope after they're done riding, everybody gets a big gulp. (laughs) Is Simon & Schuster forced to publish a book? The answer is, of course not. And uh, according uh, to uh, producer Ari, 
um, he's thinking of suing. He said, he tweeted he was. Right? Now, if he's got a contract and they're not honoring the contract, you have something to sue. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Without question. But we should understand that they canceled the book so they wouldn't be canceled. The mob that Simon & Schuster is afraid of are not the people dressed as Vikings at the Capitol. It's the people in the Capitol with D's after their names. That's the mob that Simon & Schuster is afraid of. Simon & Schuster is afraid of the tweet that Representative Ocasio-Cortez will send and all of the people who, like the Borg, like Order 66 went out, will all of a sudden be activated. Look at you. That was a Star Wars reference, and producer Ari is very impressed. And a Star Trek reference. I, I, I did I, I, anything with a star in it. I'll be doing Stargirl in a minute. You just wait. Well done. That's who they're afraid of. If they were honest, they would tell you that the mob that they fear doesn't have anything to do with Trump. It has everything to do with the political left. That's where the fear factor is. Now, I got to assume that there are other um, publishing houses that will gladly uh, pick it up. Uh, perhaps Regnery. Um, there, are, there are others, right? Then there'll be the question of where the book is sold. Will the book be sold uh, at Barnes & Noble? Or are they going to worry about uh, the woke folk? Give you an example. Now, this is a uh, a, a dopey uh, social media example of how petty and, and how insane people get. I don't know if Barnes & Noble will carry the book wherever it's published because they don't want people saying, how dare you carry this book? We won't be here. On my Twitter profile, which you don't have to go to, it's me and a pickup truck in front of a place called St. Elmo's, which is the most famous steakhouse in Indianapolis. Fun spot, great story, great history, great experience. And someone tweeted out, hey, San Elmas, how do you feel about Tony Katz having your restaurant in his picture? You like that association? Trying to get this restaurant to tell me I shouldn't take a picture in front of their place. Do that times 10,000. That's what's happening with Josh Hawley. We're talking about the Dodgers legend. Uh, right uh, there, uh, Major League Baseball commissioner issuing a statement. Tommy Lasorda was one of the finest managers our game has ever known. He loved life as a Dodger, began his pitching career, career as a pitcher in 1949, best known as the manager of two World Series champions and four pennant-winning clubs, and they go on uh, from there. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. 833-GOT-TONY, 833-468-8669. Certainly, I want to hear from you, Kurt Schlichter of uh, Town Hall and the author of the Kelly Turnbull series of books. Uh, he is scheduled to be with us uh, coming up. Now, there's been a lot of talk about this conversation of impeachment of Donald Trump. And this idea that, well, you know, um, you know, you, uh, you, you, you got to get rid of him. You got to get him out. He's he's too dangerous. And you, uh, 
Mike Pence, you should uh, push for the, uh, in, invoking the 25th Amendment. That would allow the cabinet to remove uh, President Trump uh, from, from his duties. Now, I would put forth to you without having any inside knowledge that Mike Pence is not happy with Donald Trump. I will also say to you that the reports that I saw that Mike Pence was fuming about Trump throwing him under the bus, it's Mike Pence, how could you tell? Mike Pence is not gonna play his card publicly. No way, not gonna happen. Privately, and I mean privately, in front of a couple of trusted aides and Karen, Oh, yeah, I got no doubt. I've been in more than one room with Vice President Pence. I do not claim to know him better than other people. I've seen things in terms of emotion. The man has emotion. If he was angry about something, like like there was something that was really bothering him politically or really bothering him in an interpersonal way, the idea of him sharing it in uh, amongst others is near zero. Nope, it's zero. So unless someone has a video of him going, mother, right? I am not, I am not buying in. But this idea of impeachment, uh, of course Democrats want to do it. Supposedly there was a talk uh, uh, that uh, Speaker Pelosi reached out to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs uh, to... Uh, you have to not let President Trump do anything with, uh, you know, anything dangerous for the country, anything nuclear. Right? Uh, wh- what's, what's, what's his plan? What's his plan? The, the, you know what? Hey, Angela Merkel, on the way out. Bink! Pew! Psh, it's not... We're all in a little bit of crazy here. We really and truly are. I don't, uh, it's, it's today, would they have time? Would, you, would they do within a week and a half and, and impeach him? They're, they're the Democratic Party. Yeah, sure, of course they would. <laughs> yeah, sure, of course they would is, by the way, the correct answer. Will they? Hmm. That I don't know. I, I, I really, I really don't. I also don't know where the Republican uh, Party is going to go. Look, I, I said this yesterday. Let me say it again. Trump's future is super murky. When, when I say that, I'm referring to how the Republican Party deals with Trump. I can't tell you right now. I have no idea. No idea how that's going to play out. There's also a question of how does the Republican Party, what's their plan for moving forward, right? They've got more of a problem now than they did three days ago. So what is their plan and really who is their leadership? I think that the, the um, conservative political action conference uh, that they do every year is going to be really interesting. And I, I, I usually do go, and this year I, was, I wasn't going no how and no way and coronavirus. And then they said, we're moving it to Orlando, and I said, in February, tell me more. By the way, this is not an advertisement. This is exactly uh, what happened. And then this all happened. And now I'm like, 
I think people may actually want to be amongst other conservatives and other Republicans just to kind of just kind of see what's going on. Be like, okay, all right, we're all we're all not crazy, right? Right, right. How we feel about the election? That was wrong, right? Oh no, you think it was right? Okay, you over there and you're over there. Okay, all right, everyone. Now what's next? Well, they just reelected Rona McDaniel to run the Republican National Committee for another two years. I guess making the decision that now is not the time to get make things any any more squirrely <laughs> than than they are. And so we're clear, just as Republicans are really, they're going to have a bunch. Man, the only thing that, that unifies the Democratic Party is the hatred of Trump. Trump's out. What do they do? Well, they, they will then apply it to somewhere else because the system works. But that really hides the fracturing and the fight between the Democrats and uh, the progressives, which are now in this growing part and majority of the party, whether Nancy Pelosi likes it or not. Not enough power yet to get the speakership, but they'll keep working it. They know it's theirs. It's only a matter of time. They know they can push around Biden. They know they can push around Pelosi. And Kamala Harris is more than happy, man. She just can't get wait. She can't wait to get pushed around. These parties have got a lot of work to do. A lot of work. Let me go to the phones. Let me go to Kevin right now. Kevin, welcome to the show. What's going on, Kevin? Hey, how you doing? I'm doing. I'm all right. I'm doing very well. Now, you were you. At the Capitol, were you one of the protesters? Yes, I was. I drove down. Uh, I rented a, a motel for Tuesday evening. Got down there. Got to Washington D.C. with a friend of mine about uh, seven o'clock that evening. The next morning, got up and decided not to go listen to Donald Trump because. We read where you couldn't even take a water bottle in there to get close to him because of the Secret Service and all that. So we decided to go, just go straight to the Capitol about 10 o'clock in the morning. So you skipped the, the, the speech and you're at the Capitol. Now you're there yeah. at the Capitol, Kevin. I'm taking your word for this right now. We'll take it slow. People start marching up. Are you telling me you're one of the guys who got into the Capitol? Well, you got to realize it was 10 o'clock in the morning, and the first thing that pissed everybody off is that mayor had a grand total of four porta potties sitting out there, and at 10 o'clock in the morning, they were already full or about six inches below the rim for all. And at this point, all there's millions listening to Trump, but there's also tens of, I don't know, I would guess 10,000 people, and I was on the back side of it, on the east side. You know, and then you got this line of uh, they got the barricades, and then you got this line of the uh, uh, Capitol Police every fifteen or twenty foot standing, and they were. I felt like they were provoking people. But see, it's, that's that's very interesting, and and I appreciate the call. The problem, it's not a problem, but I'm going to say the problem. The problem there, or at least that I, I I would think people would have with that is there's this whole conversation of them not only not provoking, but totally acting nonchalant. Totally like being, you know, uh, sure, come on in. Okay, cool, whatever. All right, we're going to go now. And then there's the people want to point to this video of, of Capitol Police just letting, you know, opening up the gates and letting people through. And then some people are like, no, no, no. What you're seeing is actually, it, it plays differently, and here's how it plays. Um, well, I appreciate the call. I, I, I don't know if I'm buying into the idea that they were, you know, provoking 
um, uh, per se. Uh, I, I think that there's... I think we still have some investigating to go to figure that one out. Kurt Schlichter is up next. I'm Tony Katz. So I want to tie a little bit of a bow on this conversation of where the Republican Party goes from here. There's a difference between what the CNN folk of the world are saying versus reality. And then, of course, the story of Ashley Babbitt, as we see more video of how she was shot she died in the Capitol, and whether or not she should have been. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Kurt Schlichter joins us right now. He is a lawyer columnist at uh, Town Hall. He's also the author of the Kelly Turnbull series of books, which you can get at Amazon.com. Uh, you can get the audio book soon, uh, voiced by me, uh, yours truly. Uh, Kelly Turnbull books, the latest one, Crisis. Uh, you can get uh, at Amazon.com. And I, I think I want to start with the last part uh, first, which is I've watched this view of Ashley uh, Babbitt being shot. And while I'm one of the people who says they should not have been in the Capitol, there's a conversation, I guess, going on about whether or not it was necessary to fire uh, uh, upon her. You, uh, from the legal standpoint and from it being an understander of personal protection, um, the cop within uh, their rights to uh, fire on this woman? Not in my view, Tony, but I'm going to do uh, what the left never does, and I'm going to wait till I have all the facts. And I've seen the video, and the video is disturbing. The George Floyd video was disturbing. Uh, but there are other facts and there are other uh, issues out there, and I, I, I need to hear both sides of the story. But what that what the video does show me is that we need to dig into this deeper. We can't just hand wave it away. And the idea of some people, my, my favorite, is, it's how they've gone from all cops are black bastards uh, to how dare you, uh, you know, how dare you question a policeman for shooting some right wing Neanderthal. Is uh, quite remarkable. Right, and, uh, it, it, it is. It is thing. stunning how they went from you have to stand down, you can't, you can't even have tear gas waft into the area of protesters. To Senator Chris Murphy saying, "Why wasn't the military deployed to to protect me?" I know it's really interesting how they've all morphed into uh, all the New York Times and all its minions have now morphed into Tom Cotton. <laughs> So it's quite remarkable. So, Talking to Kurt Schlichter, uh, the book Crisis. You can get that at Amazon.com. Uh, you can find Kurt on Parlor at Kurt Schlichter. The RNC has decided to keep Rona McDaniel on uh, for two more years. Uh, That's a I'm mistake. Only, um, what was that? That's a mistake. Well, I think they're trying to figure out how to keep things to a level of, uh, of calm. And the question is, what is, what is next for them? I'm one of the people who had no problem with the electoral challenges. There's there's a law for it. You can do it. There's there's nothing you know improper about that. You can agree or disagree about the politics, but of course you could do it. And they didn't do it for all the states. They did it for specific states. So clearly they thought some states were an issue. It's not sedition. It's not a coup. None of that stuff is is real as as I see it. But when we take a look at where the Republican Party is compared to three days ago. It's in an uglier or, or rougher spot. What is the thing that they have to work on as you see it? Well, look, so this is a fight that's been going on for a while. You have an establishment uh, that wanted to go on with kind of a, a Bush era 
let's uh, you know let's appeal to people who want low taxes. Let's appeal to giant uh, corporations who uh, donate to us. Uh, you know, let's let's be a little bit you know hawkish on foreign policy. Let's uh, you know ignore the real problems of globalism. Uh, and just emphasize the benefits. And let's talk a good game about the social issues that motivate people but not really do anything. That's kind of the John Boehner, go along, get along, Jeb Bush vibe. On the other hand, you have people saying, hey, that doesn't satisfy what we need. We, we you know, Globalism has uh, uh, caused huge disruptions here. I'm sick of uh, my uh, you know kids from my high school coming home in boxes from places I can't even pronounce and have no idea why we're fighting in. Um, you know, you need to stop, you know, supporting these giant corporations, start thinking about us. And, and that is that is the tide that uh, Donald Trump rode in on. Donald Trump rode in because a huge number of Republicans and, and Democrats actually uh, felt they were not being heard by the establishment. Now, establishment wants to come back and the way it wants to come back is by ignoring the message and, and focusing on Trump. We're going to reject Trump. But what they're really saying is we want to reject all those inconvenient things that this mass of the Republican base is interested in. You know, we're just, we're just going to pretend that the, quote, problem is Trump. I have always said, and, and you have read because you, you were the guy who did the audio, uh, audio versions of my books, that Donald Trump is the avatar of this movement. He's not the movement. And to the extent there's kind of a Trump cult out there, and to the extent it's not kind of tongue-in-cheek with, you know, Trump riding an eagle firing an AK-47, uh, you know, which is kind of hilarious. It's uh, a good there, there are people who confuse uh, uh, Trump with the movement. Some people on our side, I think, do it you know, in error, and other people uh, do it specifically to try and diminish us marginalize us. And we've got to fight that. Our movement is much more Donald Trump. Talking to Kurt Schlichter, uh, the book Crisis, you can get it at Amazon.com. Uh, he has a series of other books I've done the audio book for, now three uh, of, of, your, of your books. It's, it's really my, my dulcet tones. It's very important. That confusion, while well, I've got about You're a minute left. the voice of Kurt Schlichter. That confusion, enough of you, is really is, is very real and how people try and change those things, that we make it about cult personality as opposed to the systems, which is something I know uh, that you are, are very, very much focused on, like I am. So I'm going to ask you in 60 seconds to, to give your pitch to the RNC for how they should handle the Conservative Political Action Conference and other things and the idea of faith in the systems versus faith in one specific person well look uh, i did none of us signed on uh for a cult of personality uh, i respect trump i like i like almost everything he did and i think he goes down as a great president that being said when he stops being useful he needs to move on nothing personal just business i am here for the united states of america i am here for liberty justice and freedom I am here to protect our country, and I will do whatever I have to do to do that. And if you can help me, that's great. If you can't help me, I'm going to need you to sit down and get out of the way. Our movement needs to focus on those things, and our movement needs to reject the people who want to silence us and move us back to some sort of uh, uh, managed decline model where we don't really confront the people who want to destroy our country and everything we believe in. But who understand, who are woke, Tony, people who are woke to the other side and understand how to 
resist it, and then counterattack to make our policies real. That's Kurt Schlichter, S-C-H-L-I-C-H-T-E-R, the book Crisis. Get that at Amazon.com. It's number five in the Kelly Turnbull series. Check out all his books. Kurt, always a pleasure. More coming. I'm Tony Katz.